This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch. This is episode 267 of the Shattered Soulstone, Diablo News Dump. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get your free audiobook download, bit.ly slash soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. If your iPod, MP3 player, or your real man phone. It is the last day of June 2020. As as always, it is Shazam. Today it seems like I don't know, like the, since since last Tuesday they've been basically think Wednesday or Thursday they gave us the quarterly update and then I think over the weekend they told us the community manager and then on what was it Monday yesterday I think they dropped a whole bunch of Diablo 2 um, 20th anniversary stuff, and then um, yeah, then, I, then we're up. Now we're up to today, and um, so yeah, we got all that stuff to get through today. And I'm gonna say this before I forget. I was I wanted to do a last episode, but I didn't um, because I forgot to. To be honest with you. Um, level of the cause. If you guys got any extra money, any of guys want to donate, I think go to levelofthecause.com or um, go to Wolf Crier, obviously, on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or a whole bunch of other streamers that are going to be doing it um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and donate if possible. To help out, um, I think they're doing Save the Children, but don't quote me on that one. I'm pretty sure that's which one they're doing this this season. Um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll start out with the community manager, um, the new community manager. 
His name is Rich Bantagol. Um, if I if I destroyed his name, I apologize. I just pronounced it phonetically. Um, but yeah, he's the new community manager. I was looking. Uh, I was basically googled him right afterwards. Seems like he worked at Bandai Namco before um, Blizzard, and he left there. I don't know. Can't remember. It was like 2015, 2016-ish, and I can't find any information after that about him where he worked or anything like that. Talked about helping people with E3, but other than that, there's like not much to go by with him. So, yeah, that's, that's our new community manager for, for the Diablo franchise. Um, for the foreseeable future. I think he goes by Filthy Rich on Twitter. Um, I don't know if there's any numbers after that. I could really I could book real quick. Should have came more prepared for this one, I guess. Yeah, rich? No, it's just Filthy Rich. F I L T H I E R I C H. Yeah, community manager for Diablo at Blizzard. Yeah. If you guys care to um, follow him on um, Twitter, that's his, that's his Twitter handle. I think we might as well get into the, the Diablo 4 stuff. And after that we'll get into the Diablo 2 stuff and then um, finish the show. I'm not going to go through everything on this quarterly update because there's a lot of it that's basically show and tell and stuff like that. And since the majority of people listen to this on um, iTunes, then, um, yeah, show and tell isn't going to be... isn't going to help. So, I'm just going to read the stuff that is basically able to be read without show and tell and um, they don't make the quarterly update hard they don't make it the easiest thing to find you'd figure it'd be on the front page of Diablo but it's not if you go to Diablo's web website you have to click on news to get to it um, I don't know why they didn't put it on the, you know, the the main page. They did all the other ones except for this one, which doesn't make any sense, but, you know, people staying at home, I'm sure, has something to do with it. You know, the certain stuff that's screwed up and whatnot. Um, they go with the stuff I'm not talking about is they do a word about block out and they show a character and stuff and then they show it um, shaded in some and blah 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 you guys gotta see it to, um, you know to like take full advantage of it to be honest with you and then they show 
a demon and you know they show all kinds of like an early rendering of the demon and then they show you know a later rendering of the demon stuff like that you know again you've got to look at it to to um you know to care that much about it um but they go into storytelling and I thought I thought it was quite interesting um the way that they're going about it in Diablo 4 which I think a few other games do this already um but Blizzard is starting to starting to be like a bunch of other people now so there's a couple things have evolved with how we deliver story in Diablo 4 First, we have conversations in Diablo 3. We relied on UI panes with a character's name and portrait. We're experimenting with a mix of tool-generated and manually choreographed cameras to tackle conversations. For example, interactions with NPCs we bring the camera in closer to the character while still maintaining the overall isometric feel and and use and use a library of animations to deliver the general gist of the conversations for more complex conversations we take a similar camera approach but here the character's movements and animations are more deliberately handcrafted. This lets us deliver story moments that are complex while keeping you in the world as much as possible. And it says, here's a shot. Such an interaction. That one's not nearly as impressive as the next one. The second storytelling method we're developing is real-time cutscenes. Here we grab your camera and treat the storytelling more like a movie. So we're reserving the technique for the most important story moments. Having these be real-time has great advantages. We can show your character with their currently equipped armor as part of the scene, for example. But we can also display them at your current resolution and have your currently enabled graphic settings so they end up feeling more seamless and like part of the game. We show you some early Work on real-time in-game cinematics during the BlizzCon demo. Our cinematics and engineering team have made a lot of improvements since then. So we have, so we were, we are more excited to see a fully produced cinematic serve as the cinematic to the dry steps experience. And the team was not disappointed. Here's a couple screen grabs of 
story cinematic photos given us. You know, blah blah blah. And it's show and tell again. Um. See, so yeah, um. Just trying to quickly read um, the next part to see if it's worth talking about or not. Yeah, th this next part's interesting to talk about too. But for show and tell on this part too, but um, you can guys get the gist of it, me explaining it to you guys. One of the main new features we are bringing to the Diablo series is open world. Is the open world of Sanctuary. So while you can concentrate on the story campaign or work through that, we have a variety of open world systems and pieces of content that you are also discovering along your way. If you want to take a break from the main campaign and go exploring, crafting, PvPing, you are free to do so. Um, during the playtest we saw a variety of actions quite a bit. On the average playthrough, team members took several hours to complete the campaign content for the region, but those who focused only on the story finished the arc in less than half of the average time and were of course able to do side content after that. We think the ability to approach the game with a different mix of story and side content tailored to your own appetite will make playing and replaying the campaign more enjoyable than it has been in previous ARPGs. You know, like PoE, because you played that story once, you played it a million times at this point. We have many open world activities such as crafting, events, world PvP, and side quests. Perhaps the most popular open world feature was camps. These are locations of importance that have been overrun by enemies, which once cleansed turns into a friendly outpost with NPCs and a waypoint location. While there is a backstory to each camp, most of the storytelling is visual and quests don't directly send you to them. For example, one of the camps in the zone was a town affected by a curse that turned villagers into piles of salt. Along, another was a crypt haunted by a spirit that possessed the bodies of various undead, jumping from skeleton to skeleton until you defeated him. We really dug the impact of seeing the world change as you reclaim the small piece of sanctuary and bring hope back to the common folk. We look forward to the open world designers showing you more about these features in the future. So, yeah, um,
I guess it would be kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. I guess it would be kind of like if you were playing WoW and you went to a you're of Alliance obviously and you went to a Horde village and you had to annihilate everybody from the Horde and then you could turn it into an Alliance village and then make it your waypoint. Um, that seems pretty neat. Um, they don't seem to be repeatable, you know, because it turns into a waypoint. It's not like they're going to take the waypoint back off you after, um, you know, all said and done. So, yeah, it's going to extend the play period, but for, um, for honestly how long, I don't know. You know, these camps, I don't, you know. You know, the map of Sanctuary is pretty big, but there's a lot of us that play play video games for a lot of a lot of hours, and we could annihilate the story and annihilate all these camps in probably a week, and then be like, "What do we do now?" Um, yeah, that's I don't know. I guess we'll see in the future. Hopefully they make a whole bunch of other stuff like this. Um, you make maybe like limited events and stuff like that that doesn't give you waypoints, but it, um, they give you some type of currency or you know some achievement or something like that that makes it worth doable. That makes you you know stray away and makes you want to do that kind of stuff. You know or loot you can't get from doing anything else. You know, I guess we'll see in the future what happens. Then they talk about mounts and, you know, they're still fixing mounts and stuff and they get stuck on everything, you know, under the sun at this point in time, but, you know, I don't really don't have to, we really don't have to get into that today. Um, then you talk about tuning for multiplayer, um, and they talk about basically layering, kind of, you know, if you see too many people, it stops feeling like Diablo and starts feeling like another game, and, um, you need to, like, not see anybody in this game to make it feel like Diablo and make, make you feel like everybody's dead already. So, um, I'm sure they're going to be using layering like they do in World of Warcraft and stuff like that to make it possible so it doesn't look like you're out in the world. You see a party of 20 people every five every five steps you take. Um, but yeah, I need to talk about parties, which, you know, you're in a party. If you're in one party, you're in a hundred parties. That talks about items. Um, really don't want to get into this because, again, it's basically show and tell. Um, they talk about the the last. They talk about the developer blog right after BlizzCon that David Kim did, and then they show you a whole bunch of legendary items that um, dropped. Oh, no, a whole bunch of rare ones. 
and magic. Um, but yeah, I can't get into that because you know it's, we don't. It's not show and tell, so. Basically, basically worthless for me to get into it on a podcast that you guys don't um, don't watch. Essentially, um, yeah, that's basically about it for the the quarterly update. Um, you know, and they talk about. You know, there's going to be itemization and stuff in the future and stuff like that. And they're not in alpha stage, they're not in beta stage yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, considering that they're almost done with one with one region of the map, um, you know, Lord knows that they're not anywhere close to an alpha yet. But the fact and the, the way I'm taking it, you know, the way I take it and my, you know, going all the way back to BlizzCon and stuff like that that David Kim talked about and stuff, um, this game doesn't have to be completed for them to be put it in alpha and beta and then launch it. Because... They, they talked about, you know, back in BlizzCon that they talked about they don't want microtransactions, they don't want you to have to pay for stash space, they want to make that all, you know, basically, you know, you don't have to pay for something that you should be able to get for free. Um, and the whole thing I'm thinking is, is how are they going to monetize this game then? To make it viable in, in five years down the road, you know, so it doesn't become another Diablo 3. And they made this map so big, they don't have to fill it up. That can be expansion pack after expansion pack after expansion pack after expansion pack, and them just charge $20 for every freaking you know, basically every part of the game that they want you to pay for. I don't know what their monetization scheme is, but that's possible. I, I don't I don't know at this point, you know. But they need to do something to make this game viable for, basically need to make it future-proof, whether that be cosmetics, or something like that. Um, there's plenty of people that's already said that they would be more than happy to play to pay for to pay for stash space, but then Blizzard comes around and say we don't want you to pay for stash space. Then we turn around and look and be like, well, what do you want us to pay for then? If you don't want us to, if you don't want to give us the stuff we want to pay for. Um, so I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see in the future, but I don't want them to do the Path of Exile thing and charge, you know, 20 or $30 for a set of wings, or essentially $100 for a full outfit, 
that comes with, you know, like when you step it leaves, you know, different colored footsteps on the ground and stuff like that. You know, a lot of the Path, Path of Exile stuff is ungodly expensive for what you get. Like, like you look at it and you're like, who pays for this? And then you're like, definitely not me, but I guarantee you there's a ton of people that do. And, yeah, that's not, um, I'd probably pay it for, for, for Diablo, but I ain't paying a hundred dollars for it, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, back when I was in lockdown, I I probably paid two hundred dollars for Fantasy Star, and, um, you know, I, I still got months and months and months of, um, of premium membership that I haven't even used yet, that I, um, I just saved because I didn't, you know, I, I knew at one point in time I wasn't going to want to play that game for a while, so I did the smart thing and just stashed it all, so I didn't just basically waste all my money um, that I put into the put into the game, so I future-proof myself for that if I ever run low on money, I can always play Fantasy Star um, with premium membership for essentially free now because I already paid for it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see in the future, um, the Diablo 2 stuff, um, Blizzard has been putting a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter about Diablo 2, I think David Brevik started it, um, on his thing, Telling us all how um, how fortunate he was to work with that team to make a game that everybody still loves 20 years later. Um, but I think then yesterday, towards the end of the day, or at least the end of the day, Eastern time, Blizzard dropped that. Um, if you logged into the game, um, they know that Bill didn't have wings in Diablo 2, but if Bill did have wings, this is what they would look like. And um, I don't know how long this is going to last, so if you guys um, want a free pair of wings that don't look like wings, but they look like tentacles coming out of your back, I would log into Diablo 3 if you haven't already and pick them up all you gotta do is log in and you get the um, you get the obviously the feet of strength and unlock the wings they look pretty cool um, put them on my demon hunter I don't know what they look like on any other character haven't tried any of them yet but yeah they look alright on them they look Okay, on a demon hunter, I guess. It's hard to believe that I'm getting old. Diablo 2, I don't know if I said this story or not before. I apologize if you guys heard this a million times already. Um, 
Diablo 2 came out when I was 19 years old. Got out of high school. I got into a job, which I thought I was going to have this job for essentially the rest of my life. And, um, yeah, 2000 comes around. 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. It had to have been 2000. Diablo 2, I see it. I didn't play any other Blizzard games before that. Just looked cool with the cover. And I was hoping my mom didn't yell at me for buying a game that basically said Devil on the um, front cover. But I figured my mom wouldn't have, wouldn't have a single clue what Diablo meant in Spanish. So... Um, so I bought the game, I went home and I played it, and I worked, um, I worked 2.30 in the afternoon till 11 at night, and from 11, about 11.30 at night until about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning every night, I would play, I would sit at my computer, play Diablo 2. I was too young to go to the bar, you know, too young to basically do anything in a very small town. So, um, you know, video games was my my thing as it always been, and um, that's what I did. I just sat there and I played Diablo 2 for forever, and then um, Diablo 2... Whenever 2000 and what was it? 2003 came and I lost my job. You know, go figure. Um, then I went to school for a year up there at a Votech as an adult student. Then I moved down here in Pit to Pittsburgh and, um, you know, went to college. And um, when I was in college, I didn't have any money. And um, the first, the first long time, you know, the first bit of time before I ever had money or ever had the internet, you know, my, if you call it an apartment, my first apartment down here. Because um, it was essentially above a bar, you didn't really have an address. It was $70 a week for a, a one room. You had no kitchen, you just had... They gave you a little fridge. And um, if, you had a, if you brought your own microwave, then you had a microwave, but that was about it. And you shared a bathroom with everybody on that floor. And um, when I didn't have any money to, you know, have the internet at that time, I played Diablo 2. Played Diablo 2 and um, MotoGP on the original Xbox. I remember the old guy that lived next to me because it was... I moved down here, and in like the first week, it was like so ungodly hot down here, but I just left my door of my apartment open. And I sat there and played MotoGP on the, um, 
on the Xbox, and the guy comes past my apartment and yells at me because <laughs> I got the door open, and that's all you hear is, is um, you know, motorcycle racing. <laughs> yeah, that was my um, that was my first two years down here. That was that was the cheapest apartment I could ever get. Was you know essentially $280 a month for for everything but um, yeah it wasn't the best living I'll tell you that um, the only bad thing is I bought an air conditioner right after I lived, moved down here again god it was hot um, and the the guy that owned the bar or whatever started charging me ten dollars more a week for AC so I got mad and when I would leave for work you know leave well actually I'd leave for college in the morning I would turn the AC on I left at like you know 7.30 in the morning to go to college and right after college I would go to work until 11 o'clock at night then I then I worked an hour away from where I lived so I wouldn't get home until um yeah I worked till 12 and I wouldn't get home till like 1 o'clock in the morning so from 7.30 in the morning until 1 o'clock in the in the morning my my AC was on the whole time and then I would just come home and I'd turn it off because my my apartment would be so ungodly cold that um I needed to go to bed, so I just turn the AC off and go to bed, and it would be like a fridge the whole night. But, um, dude wanted to charge me ten dollars more a week. I was gonna, I was gonna use ten more dollars worth of um, electricity to keep myself cool, which, you know, them two summers, that was the coldest my apartment's ever been. Because you have a, a really nice um, brand new Sears air conditioner in a room that's probably, I doubt it would be even 20 by 20. And, um, you know, imagine how cold you, an air conditioner would get that room that was locked, you know. Yeah, that was... That was my Diablo 2 slash um, college years. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. And then um, when, when Warcraft 3 came out, I gave that a try. Um... Some of the first two Blizzard games I played until World of Warcraft in 2008. And then, um, obviously whenever Diablo 3 came out, they gave it to us for free. If we just, if we just, um, if we just said we were going to pay a year of World of Warcraft, they would give us Diablo 3 for free, so that's how I got my first Diablo 3 account. Well, my only PC Diablo 3 account. Um, 
but I essentially own it on every console that it came out on, including the 360. It, I think it came out on the 360, right? Can't remember now. Maybe not. Anyway, um, Jen's Lore Corner, you can go to bookofjen.net. Episode 21 just came out a little over a week ago now. Um, she usually does an episode once every once every week, once every month or so. But um, yeah, she's she's yeah, bookofjen.net. She does an episode once a month. Sorry for getting distracted by looking at Discord. Um, yeah, it's all the all the lore for Diablo and stuff like that. She usually does a pretty good job with that stuff. Um, it's essentially about it. My other media really hasn't been anything this week. I bought a bunch of books on Audible. Um, Diablo ain't out yet on Audible, just to let you guys know. Um, I wanted... I was thinking of stuff, too. Because I'm going to be playing solo. I'm going to be grinding a lot starting on Friday. Or the day you guys listen to this, depending. Um, but I had one book already. Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, stuff like that. Um, that book from the dude on um, Joe Rogan. I need to listen to that yet. And then I bought Accessories to War. It's made by... Some Girl and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Letters from an Astro Yeah. Letters from an Astrophysicist. It's another um, Neil deGrasse Tyson book. Some are my first three books I'm gonna start listening to for season twenty-one of Diablo. Um, hopefully we get the Diablo books before the end of the season and I can I can listen to them too double check to make sure that Diablo's not on here it being the last day of the month before the end of the quarter you never know with Blizzard but they're not on here um yeah, just a bunch of World of Warcraft and Starcraft books still. Um, and then Stay a While and Listen, which is basically just a giant interview with David Brovick and people like that that made Diablo 2 and Diablo 1. Yeah, I'm still, we're still waiting for the Diablo books. Hopefully sooner rather than later. So, yeah. 
Hopefully, I don't die this weekend in Diablo. Hopefully, all goes well. The I posted in Discord the challenge rift for season 21 that Leviathan put out yesterday. Seem I watched a video yesterday. It seems like the one of the easiest challenge rifts to do with the wizard. Um, basically just the channeling wizard build that annihilates everything and um, yeah it's pretty easy um, at least the video looks pretty easy then try it I, I don't I don't feel that I need to really try it at this point I I think I could do it on Friday without a problem um, I'd like to do some um, some early leveling practice because that's if you guys want to see me struggle doing anything watch me level solo from 1 to 70 um, I'm usually pretty good when I can get gear I'm pretty good after that but 1 to 70 solo is I'm not very good at it because not very much practice at it, to be honest with you. Speedrunning, anyway. Um, yeah, that's my biggest, um, that's my biggest fear for Friday is how fast can I get to 70 playing solo. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously next week will be the first update of season 21 and um, my accomplishments or disasters of playing Diablo but we shall see um, other than that um, if you guys want to look at again if you guys want to look at the whole quarterly update just go to Diablo 3's website click on news at the top and It'll be right there. It'll say Diablo quarterly update June 2020 or whatever. It'll be right there for you guys to read or go to YouTube. I know Leviathan has a video out. I know Big Daddy Den has a video out. They basically, it's basically show and tell for them. Um, but yeah, on a, it's not very good on a audio podcast to go over like the items and stuff like that it's you guys can't see anything so me reading off numbers isn't gonna do a whole hell of a lot other than that that's that is about the show for the week don't want to you know keep rattling on essentially Again, if you guys have any extra money, want to donate to a good cause, go to levelofthecause.com. Go see Wolf Cryer. The other people, um, you know, doing it this weekend, and then you know, help donate through one of them streamers. Um, other than that, that's that's it for the show for the week. And um, good luck to all you guys. The 
starting weekend of um, season 21 and hopefully you guys get in a really good start to the season. You've been listening to episode 267 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This is an episode. You can find the show's blog, listen to the show archives, www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Your support, you can help the show grow. Become a Patreon today, patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game or in-game community and clan. Both named the Shattered Soulstone. Open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Also, let you guys know um, if you guys need a group for for season 21. You know, usually within within an hour before the season starts, everybody hovers in Discord. And, um, you know, that's, that's whenever they start branching off into groups and stuff like that. So if you guys need a group, go to our, our Discord and, um, you know, I'm sure we can get you into a group somewhere with somebody, um, you know, with a group of people to level up to 70 if you guys, if you guys need help, um. Yeah, the show is powered by you, the listener. Send your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show's Twitter at ShatteredStone, DeadGreed at DeadGreed1812. You can find me at Shazam081. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros from Dodd Forge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawn Forge. www.thedawnforge.com Thank you for listening. Till next time from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone. Over 266 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawn Forge. This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.